Radio. Talk Radio. 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 Radio.
vibrating and emanating live, verbally, virtually, cosmically, quantum, universally, internationally from this working temple of the house of the divine prince. High Potion, Hoodoo Central, LLC, in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most chanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana. To land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this movie open up my path. Along with the knowledge of the life giving earth, spiritual, spirit, mineral, and even the legacy, the culture, the history, the tradition. And as my partner and master historian and you all the Creole would say, our sacred story, our sacred story, stay along with you, www.oursacredstory.com. That is where you can visit me, Augustine, and myself to book and reserve and ask questions about your coming tour plus experience. Here in historic Foxborough, Treme. You might want to see Marina Vaux. You might want to see St. Louis Cemetery Number One. You might want to see the French Quarter. You might want to hear history and and understand where we come from at the river, at the moonwalk. But indeed, we invite you to come, come. Just know that we have protocols. Please, please, I beg of you, please. I'm so grateful and in emotional conflict because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to the Travel Channel. I'm grateful to PBS. I'm grateful to Nat Geo and, and Atlas of Cursed Places, Tuesday nights on Nat Geo. Um, but, man, the, the amount of people, I can't handle people just showing and, and not predetermining what spirit might have me doing at that moment in time space that I might be in an appointment, that I might be catching my breath in between ceremonies, that I might be filming. And so indeed I'm grateful and I show great humility and gratitude to the people who seek me out, to the people who find me, um, I don't even want to say how people are finding me uh, because I'm already getting, you know, a lot of traffic. Um, but I'm grateful. Indeed, I am. And so I remind you, I remind myself, we embrace the opportunity to create sacred space right now in this moment together. And we acknowledge the mighty shoulders the mighty ancestors upon which we all have our foundation and our being. Our physical foundation and our physical biological reality, but also the energetic, cultural, spiritual energy that we were bathed in, soaked in, steeped in, in the wombs of our great mothers, allowing us that in-between space to commune with the ancestors and those who came before and the Most High while preparing to come into this plastic reality, this ever-shifting, ever-changing illusion of a reality 
to remember who we are, to remember our purpose. Indeed, when we stray from our purpose, when we forget who we are, we return to the ancestors in Buddhism. We seek the ancestors. For indeed, your ancestors stand up in your blood. They are part of Jacob's ladder. They are in your DNA. But without your head, without your own God self, without your own God center, no amount of divine or galactic or spiritual intervention will be able to assist you if you don't have your head. So we unite the ancestors. We unite our own God selves, our own God consciousness with the desire to birth divinity, to birth divine nature, divine intelligence, divine environment here on this physical plane. And we only have a limited amount of time to do it. Don't count years, but we all have a limited amount of time to do it. Some infants come in 15 minutes and they're no longer with us. A week or two and they're no longer with us. Having predetermined the amount of time that they might spend here in this dimensional space. Some might live to see 60. Some might live to see 80. Some might live to see 100. And indeed, we give thanks for every year, every moment, every opportunity to not only birth divinity here in this sacred space, but also to rebuild ourselves, remake ourselves, recreate ourselves on our journey back to God and God consciousness. Like Tina Marie and Deja Vu, I'm not trying to come back here anymore. <laughs> I'm not trying to repeat Earth again. I'm not trying to relearn the lessons of humanity again. I'm grateful for my time, for my opportunity, as I'm sure many of you are. And I've been to the edge of darkness. I've been there. I've been suicidal in my past. I once upon a time thought I would, like many black men, wouldn't live to see 30. Couldn't envision, when I was 15, couldn't even envision 30 or what 30 might be or, or look like, and really felt it was not a possibility in my reality at that time, at that time. So it really goes to show the power of consciousness, the power of God. When I say God, I'm talking about consciousness. I'm talking about ori. I'm talking about your highest self. If we could just stay out of the way. <laughs> and therein lies the challenge. Removing the self, the carnal self, the flesh self, the temporal and temporary self. That part of self that is a part of the physical reality that we live in, that I say every day is an illusion, it's plastic, it's ever shifting and changing, and that which is most enduring, most lasting, most real, most tangible, most evident and effective about who we are, our reality. 
exists in the spirit realm. So on a white day like this, on a purple day like this, some of y'all know that's coded. (laughs) On a white day like this, on a purple day like this, when we're acknowledging powers, we're acknowledging Loa and Arisha and Abbasan and other great deities that transferred themselves in us, through us, here into the new world. Let us not forget the mighty shoulders of ancestors upon which we stand on. We seek to reunite Godhead and ancestors. We seek to reunite our manifestation of earth-based reality with that which vibrates with our head. And it's challenging because earth is dense. That physical material, clay, rock, mineral, stone, water, complexity, organic matter, complexity, carbon, complexity that we live in is plastic, flexible, ever-changing, ever-shifting. And when we can learn to move in the shift, in the moment, and apply our best power, our best magic, our best voodoo, we then begin to stand and see the blessings, see the magic, see the powers that we often take for granted, misuse, or overlook on our sacred journey. We acknowledge the creator of the head, the shaper of the, of the human body. We acknowledge our ascended ancestors, not the problematic folk in our family, not the relatives, but those who were mighty and strong and powerful and indeed survived so that you could survive, lived on so that you could live on in this present moment in time space. Indeed, on this white day, <laughs> we acknowledge those powers that cleanse and protect and remind us of Big Mama and Big Papa and speak to the healing that we all still require. We acknowledge the great power of women. How can you acknowledge your ancestors and, and not acknowledge, almost in the same breath, the great mothers for which without there would be no humanity for without we wouldn't be here and of course in this season of coronavirus I know you don't want to be reminded we we are still in the season of COVID-19 we are still in the season of wear your mask we are still in the season of wash your ass (laughs) wash your hands excuse me Wash your hands and apply that that sanitizer. We are still in that season. Understand that 70 million of you listening to right now may not necessarily understand that. Uh, but indeed, we are in the season of Obo We are in the season of Obo We are in the season of learning how to apply the antidote. For indeed, we are 
as children, as people, as a nation, as a family, we, we require And I know that's not popular to say. I know that's not going to, you know, fuel my rating. But it is the authentic, absolute truth that we must speak to. For indeed, how do we trust our heads? How do we allow our God's head to speak through? I hear you, code 260. (laughs) How do we, if our head is not healthy, our body is not healthy? And indeed, you cannot, you cannot eat the dead bodies and carcasses of animals suckle the, the pus and mucus of cows and chickens and other animals. It continues to absorb artificial this, synthetic that, herbicides, pesticides, hormones, whatever else is being injected and, and, and manufactured in our food, and expect clarity of mind, clarity of body, clarity of spirit. And on a purple day like this, <laughs> you know, the, the queen that guard the gates of the cemetery are, are not there to threaten us or scare us or spook us, but to remind us that the hourglass is turned. We all have a season to be and to do and to operate in. And even those things that challenge us, the battle the gift, the skill, the promotion, the thing that you're trying to move through and, and manifest has a season. So we learn to adapt to the seasons, just like I say we learn to adapt to the weather, count it all weather. We, we perceive the illusion of a challenge, an issue, a block, a complication. I like to call it weather. Weather happens. You can't control or stop the rain. You can't control or stop the thunderstorm. You can't control or stop the hurricane. You can't control or stop the, the 30 below. You can't control or stop the snow that is or is coming. And so we learn to adapt. We learn to prepare. We, we learn to be ready for it. But we don't necessarily get emotional. We don't necessarily let weather uh, change our, our, our goals and our focus and our future. Uh, CYB, what is the most important part of or rework? Balance in, in Ifa, in Yoruba, because ORI is a Yoruba Ifa word. Balance is everything. No matter what we're looking at, loving relationships, career, finance, health and wellness, balance. But particularly in ORI, Balanced thought, balanced understanding, balance. Let me make it a little bit more tangible. Um, understanding that we are both spirit and physical. Understanding that we are a spirit body, a God and goddess, having a human, physical, temporary reality. So balancing that, understanding and giving the body its place, nutrition, hydration, exercise, sleep, rest, 
you know, edification, all, all of those things, but not neglecting that we are spirit and that we are here first to apply spirit, to develop spirit. So the most important part of that work is about balance. It's about inner stability. It's about our ability to silence the, the voices and the chatter in the background, in the past, and the negative, so that we can hear what is being spoken in the divination, so that we can hear what the Egluns might be speaking, what the Orisha and the Odu might be speaking, so that we can hear them, again, speak organically, naturally, in any given moment in our life. So that the crisis, which is temporary, doesn't shut us down. So that we don't forget. It, it's crazy how we're wired. Because when you're in, you know, instinct mode, fight or flight, you know, hey, the house is on fire. Or, you know, somebody's coming at you, you know, aggressively. You know, we click into this mode. And some of us, you know, all the rules, the protocols, the red, everything goes out the window, you know, when we get in that mode. And then there are others who are like, like Muhammad Ali, who are more controlled and refined. A warrior has to choose their battle. A warrior has to choose their battle. Every, you know, moment is not an opportunity to fight or to war. And I think sometimes my people particularly my sort of conscious, nationalistic, you know, root folk, um, we forget that. You, and, and, again, speaking to Ori, you can't be in war mode 24 hours a day. You, you can't. And so there has to be some balance, some centering, some cooling, Omi, Tutu, Omi, Ori, some cooling of, of the head and, and consciousness, but keeping the fire lit as represented by other powers within the tradition, but doing so in balance. Greetings, beloved. One more time. Greetings, beloved. How you doing? I appreciate you all being here with me today and your questions and comments. My phone lines are open at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, please just press the number one. Hello, Mom. My sister and my mother are here. Just when you're ready, press that number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. I've been bathing, well, I've been bathing a lot, (laughs) Uh, but I've been bathing particularly here late in bay leaf, bay leaf oil, bay leaf concoction. Right now, it's just all about bay leaf, and I think we, you know, in in our search for herbs and roots and remedies and, and, and magic, uh, which crosses over, you know, health and wellness, spirituality, religion. We all see plants and vegetation and, and herbs and healing uh, concoctions. 
um, to further separate us from the system, the institutions, the pharmaceutical complex, et cetera, uh, and, and all the tragic disease and, and ailments that are connected to it. But also from that spiritual, religious perspective to further restore balance or re consciousness, our ability to sit still long enough to allow God to work, to allow God to manifest that thing that we desire. Sometimes we move at a rushed or accelerated pace, particularly in this Western capitalistic culture and society. And we want things to happen right now, and we want things to happen quick. We want things to happen without a whole lot of work. We want things to happen without a whole lot of investment. And that has been the dynamic of our relationship to nature since the very beginning. The indigenous people said we don't take more than we can use. We don't abuse nature unless it's for diet, it's for healing, and then we ask permission. I was told you shake the plant. You don't just cut it. You don't just snatch it. You tremble the plant a little bit, and you waking it up, and you let it know that you're present and that you plan and are asking to partake of its medicine. And then you harvest what you need, what you need for your ceremony, for your application, for your meal, for your diet. And many of you know that all the things that I grow here are edible. All of my herbs, ritual and otherwise, have an edible uh, medicinal component to it. Um, this is one of my favorite plants, obviously, my, my sage. My contribution to not wiping out white sage uh, from the entire planet. So please, 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 that, I just clip that just now. So, in my region of Kentucky, I know in Chicago and Detroit and Philly, it's a little different, but here you don't have any excuse. These plants can be grown to be maintained almost like a bonsai plant indoors. If, if you're careful with them, you show great care and take care of your uh, herbal uh, plants. I also. Uh, Today, today, uh, sit some of my what's called five days or something called sweet days or, but it will be flowering in the beautiful city of, of New Orleans in the month of December. <laughs> One of the reasons I just love my city, and so um, I just want to share that with you. Um. CYB, um, it depends on who and what you're, you're referencing. It, 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 it considers on what disagreement are you talking about, beloved? Um, that's interesting. Um, that's interesting because based on the wording of your question, I, I would, and as I said earlier in the show, I would have to look at me first. I would have to look at myself first. 
And so a simple disagreement, what constitutes a simple disagreement for you? What constitutes a simple disagreement? And then what constitutes a, a battle for you? So, so I'm not quite getting it. Now, I know right now in this season of red and blue, Democrat and Republican, Trump and sanity, <laughs> there's this, you know, energy of disagreement just in our society. And I think, unfortunately, the two-edged sword of social media, the two-edged sword of the Internet, and I used to talk about this a lot some years back. It's almost like road rage, and there's a false sense of separation and isolation and autonomy that some people develop in a car behind the wheel. And so we see that same sort of energy on the Internet. And, you know, you don't see faces. People don't use their real names. They show up in all kind of identities and all kind of signs and symbols are being thrown up, <laughs> you know, like gangs, you know, whether it's the American flag or the rebel flag or, you know, the red, black, and green, you know, all, all this overt um, projection of what we believe and how we see the world. And as Westerners, black or white, red or green, as as Westerners, um, we feel a sense of superiority to our opinion. We feel a right to our opinion, and then we feel an entitlement to our opinion, which is two totally different things. Um, I often do not share my opinion. Have you noticed that? I often don't share my opinion. I often teach. We talk history. If I'm asked, my opinion, I might, you know, stop and, and, and sort of go go into that. Um, so it depends on how you interpret disagreement and how you interpret battle. Um, by way of the internet, that has also developed sort of this battle dynamic to social media, you know, and people are sort of going back and forth about beliefs or opinions or who won the football game or, you know, who's the better, you know, singer. Um, There's a shady uh, underhandedness to how people sort of move in in social media. Um, It's the need to one up. And and so, um, again, it depends on what conversation we're talking about, religion, politics, and, and then in what environment. Um, Not every opportunity do I have to be right or um, extend my opinion unless I'm teaching. Now, if I'm teaching, I'm by the book. If if I'm teaching and I'm giving the culture, the practice, the tradition, um, I'm by the book. And so I find that in hoodoo, voodoo, conjure, in in this environment of, of the black witch, People feel, again, adding in their Western capitalistic mindset. I can pick and choose. I can do what I want. It's how I feel. If it looks right or good to me, you know, and and there's sort of a subversion of rules, a subversion of protocol. And this, to some degree, has fueled that 
70 million, that half of our nation that somehow doesn't see offense, that somehow doesn't hear offense, that somehow can't can't speak to who really won the election, (laughs) or can't speak, you know, power to truth. So there's a component of that uh, CYB that's also in culture, in society. Um, I, I pride myself on being from the school of Iyanla Van Zandt. Um, there is a therapeutic process that I apply when I talk, when I communicate. Um, my mama might vouch for that. Hey, mom, Evangelist Savage. My sister, Wapani, uh, might vouch for that. Um, I'm particularly outside the realm of work. Um, least resistance. You know, confront the issue, the problem, the block, the complication. But all that other stuff, um, it has everything to do with what we bring to the table and how we view agreement or disagreement. Uh, I don't necessarily find people who don't agree with my opinion about something to necessarily be disagreeable. Again, that, you know, people have their opinions. You know, that, that's a whole nother separate realm from teaching, from formula, from practice, from tradition. And, and then once I realize that people don't want the truth or, 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 or what I'm teaching, I, I go silent. <laughs> I, I stop. You can't give something to someone, and I've made that mistake. I probably made that mistake recently. You cannot give people more than what they ask for. You can't give people more than what they want. Um, they'll find a way to abuse it, misuse it, take advantage of it. Um, you just can't. Um, so I pace myself, whether we're personally, professionally, and then, you know, me having Asperger's brings a whole nother uh, level of information to the conversation uh, because I sort of operate in a train, in a train, and, I, and my cars don't get moved out of position. You know, that's why I run into a complication. And so teaching works for me because it gives me that framework, that formality of having a structure. A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four. There's no opinion. There's no adding to, taking away from. Uh, but if we're talking about life and politics, and, and that's a whole nother arena. Um, and, and then I allow people their space. I'll, I allow people their space to judge me. I allow people their space to not like me. I allow people their space to feel some kind of way about me. I allow people their opinion. I, I, that, doesn't, that doesn't affect me. In, in any way, and it's only human to allow people that. that. Uh, but in terms of um, just in general, um, it has everything to do with what, how you view battle and, and disagreement. Disagreements are natural, says Shamakia. Everyone has an opinion, belief, but depending on the maturity of the person can change the degree of discussion. That I absolutely agree with. Um, 
I can discuss with my mother, the beloved Queen Mother Gary Von Sell Savage, I can discuss anything with my mother without it becoming a disagreement, disagreeable, or even a battle. Now, it hasn't always been that way. Both of us, neither of us have always been, to use Shamafia's formula, mature spiritually, but, you, but not just spiritually, orally, orally. You know, it's a saying, the more you cuss, the less vocabulary you have. Now, here recently, people have changed that around and said, the more you cuss, you know, the more free and open-minded and, you know, less restrained you are. And, and, and that might be true. But I find that we exist in a, in a world where people are mature vocally, verbally, vocabularily, <laughs> you know, if, and when you lack understanding about who you are, what you are, what you're feeling, what you're saying, what your opinion is, and then you don't have the words. You know, I often teach in, in my ministry, um, you can't, I said it yesterday, you can't expect people to understand what you can't explain. You can't judge people for not understanding what you can't explain, what you can't put into words. And, and, and that's why I love email. Do you know, it's a whole other thing about well, what did he say yesterday on this show? We, we might have to then go back and roll the tape. But this chat and that email and, and that black and white type, it is what it is. You said what you said, I said what I said. It is what it is. And we can't then later go back and breathe the redefine it, you know, and so there is a lack of maturity in how Westerners communicate. Um, and, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the usage of, of slang language and, you know, how we chop up our words and it, try and communicate it in incomplete sentences. Um, one of my pet peeves, beloved um, CYB, is young people who say, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. And you don't know what you mean. That's why you keep saying, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, find your words. Find your words. Um, when I was young and exploring voodoo and, and witchcraft and, and occultism, and my family and parents were overtly evangelical Christian, um, that was our language. Bible was our language. Evangelical Christianity was your language. So how do you then speak and explain and integrate something like voodoo and ATR into that, you know, without the language? And particularly as a young person, um, as I got older and found my words and found my voice and found that I could explain things to my mother, I could explain things to my sister or my friend. I could say, listen, here, look at this, read this. I, I studied that. I was exposed to this, you know, understanding. And, and, and it might apply A, B, or, you know. And then we found commonality. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we agree on everything. I'm absolutely 100% ATR, voodoo, all the way down to the phone. 
My mother would probably say she's she gonna be evangelical Christian until she reaches the bosom of Christ. And I'm okay with that. As we said yesterday to God's initiative, I, I'm not in, in challenge BYB with with the Christian. I'm not in challenge or battle with the Islamists, you know, who, who will have their belief, who will have their understanding, who will have their way of doing things, who will have their protocol. And I certainly wouldn't go there and say, well, you know, why is it that the men got to sit on this side and, you know, can we change that up a little bit? I, I wouldn't do that. You know, we can't wear our shoes into uh, a mosque no more than I allow people to wear their shoes into the voodoo temple. So so we don't, you know, there's no battle there. But I think it's when we are in our personal space, feelings, opinions, um, that's where there's room for for battle. If we're teaching math, there's not a whole lot of room there for battle. It's it's one plus two, I mean, yeah, one plus two equals three, you know, or one plus one equals two. You know, there's no room there for for the challenge. Now, the challenge might be in the learning. The challenge might be in the student who's struggling with arithmetic, who, who's, you know, and, and might, you know, the battle then shows up in how we learn, how we absorb things, how we hear, how we, how we listen. And I find as, as someone living successfully with uh, Asperger's syndrome, um, I repeat myself a lot. I repeat things a lot for clarity. I also, you know, my Ianda Van Zandt skills, um, I, I learned the question. I learned to ask questions and, and then sometimes repeat what, what's being said, what's being offered. I've had conversations with folks and I've agreed with them 100%. And, and it still felt like a battle. It still felt like a challenge. So I think it has everything to do with um, how people view disagreement, how people view battle, and then the experience that they bring to that moment in time space, that conversation um, in terms of communicating. How well do we communicate? We don't communicate well as people. We don't communicate well as men, as women, as, as transgender, as gay pe- people, as Republicans, as dip- diplomat- Democrats. We don't communicate well in America. We talk at people. We shout at people. We, we are constantly in a state of defense. Um, if you feel you have to defend what you're saying, then you, you might find you're always in a state of battle to enforce what it is that you're saying. So there, there's that whole degree of how we communicate in America. And so when we see things like a Ian Van Zandt, like a Dr. Field, um, more so than the psychology and the psychiatry and their great degrees in that hour of TV, you, we're more seeing and experiencing the, the degree and the level of communication and how people communicate. I find that I can discuss anything, any, no matter how challenging, no matter how much me and, and the other person don't agree, and I don't feel anything five minutes later. 
I could communicate with the same person, you know, about something else and on to the next thing. It just, I don't care if it's politics, religion, it just doesn't get stuck in my crawl in that way. And there has to be a, a time and place where you say, I did my part. I said what I could say. I spoke my truth. Um, I, 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 I struggled to find a way to clarify, but they either, you know, may or may not have heard or, or received the clarification. But then you have to, you have to know when to pull back. Uh, and that's, a, that's been a struggle for me because I'm a bit of a giver. Um, and so I, I forgive, forgive, take back some more, forgive. Let you beat me up some more. Forgive, you know. And people, um, what's the saying? You know, people would take kindness for weakness. People would take your availability for weakness. Uh, as I said a little bit earlier in the answering of that question, um, sometimes I give too much. Sometimes I give more than what people pay for. Sometimes I give way more than you know what people value. In in the moment. You know, and so I can't then judge outside of myself for my own choices, my own decisions, my own behavior. So it it just doesn't become personal enough for me at this stage in my life for it to be, um, for anything to be that level of of disagreement and battle. Okay. Uh, Neophyte Bokura was just going to ask, has anyone else been feeling like a void growing? But but I already sort of answered it. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm going to add a little bit to that. It has everything to do with 2020. This season that we are in, which, you know, quote, unquote, the holiday season, the winter season, um, and then all the conditions that are in 5C right now. And that energy, that void-like feeling is palatable. Particularly for empaths, spiritualists, emotionally sensitive, energetically sensitive. Um, yeah, I hear you guys, the mischief. I, I, sometimes you have to mature into, you know, everybody doesn't deserve pearls. Everybody doesn't deserve your, your golden, you know, wisdom. You know, because everybody's not necessarily going to hear it, accept it, apply it. And so you mature into not sharing your opinion. <laughs> you, you, you mature into sort of staying in the center. Because also you don't hear what the other person is saying. Once you get hard into your position, so much so, then you don't hear the other person. Then you aren't allowing for the other person to say something that you may very well want and need to hear. Particularly when we talk about love and relationships, husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends, it's important to, to know how to reserve your opinion. And not just what you said, but your energy. Some of us, including myself, our, our feelings are right on our face. If, 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 if I don't agree or it's, it's you know, I, I can't hide that. <laughs> you know, and that's, 
unless I'm on set and I'm acting and I've prepared to withdraw, you know, my own emotional content. Um, so sometimes in a love and relationship and friendship, etc., it's real easy, real easy cut people off before they even finish the set, to respond before people really get out the secret, to, to snap back before you really get clarity about what the other person might really be saying or thinking. And I know me, I talk much slower than most people. That's why I'm great at doing a two or three hour show. I talk much slower than most people. And I find from my perception most people are moving way too fast to hear what I'm saying. They've already decided they know what I'm going to say and they finish my sentence. They've already decided that I, I, they've there, they've been there, they've had that, and they, are, and, they, and they move right into a response. Often before I even get to the period. Often before I stop and take a breath and say, you know, and, and again, it's, it's a Western thing. It's an American thing. Um, and I find that we do it a whole lot more than people from the UK. Don't get offended. I might be suggesting that Americans are, are ruder than people in the UK. You know, we, we can be. We can be. And as a facilitator of spirituality and religion, which has a lot of emotion attached to it, um, I have a heightened awareness about that. Yeah, just in a disagreement. Yeah, it's um, how much emotion is connected to the result. How much emotion is connected to the subject matter. Um, CYB, I don't understand why people argue about politics or religion, particularly when it's not going to affect your bottom line one way or the other. You know, the brothers sit around and argue about sports, you know, and, and get emotionally worked up. Why? <laughs> Who Who's going to benefit? You know, I love the Saints. I love when the Saints win. I don't know a thing about football. And I'm certainly not emotionally invested enough to shoot, stab, kill, go into battle mode um, in, in, a, in a disagreement about basketball or about the presidency, you know, or, or anything of that matter. My uh, block and move is real tough in, 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 in social media. My, my bounce back and observe is really smooth in social media. I often bounce back before people even realize I was observing. And we take on these identities in the virtual world and go into these various spaces you know, and, and over here we let down our hair, and over there we just talk about, you know, witchy stuff, you know, and, and people lose sight of themselves in, in the context of all of those names and, and identities. And it's a real interesting experience for me to sort of be able to just observe. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, how people treat the next person I don't take that for granted in considering how I might be treated by the same person. I, I don't take that for granted. I don't have friends that, you know, 
dog other people, downplay other people, backstab other people, say you know, just say disagreeable things about other people, and then I not have some kind of response to that. Because then it's just a matter of time before you're on the receiving end of that. Yes, it's like a disconnect is trying to grow or shift. I hear you, Neophyte Bokor. And and again, you know, because of what you do, um, you know, the country is supposedly in this great period of isolation and separation and, and uh, you know, all those COVID, you know, protocols. But, but then you're also in that truck a lot of hours and time. Um, and, of course, you know, you can either be quiet or listen to your books or listen to your music, uh, but you still got to focus. You're still working, and, you're, and your eye is still on the road. But you deserve a vacation. You deserve, you know, a week or two to sort of decompress and, you know, burn a few candles and some incense and, and do some chants and some prayers and reground and realign. You're crossing so many ley lines every day in the course of uh, what, what you do. Uh, CYB, beloved, I have no idea who you are right now. And, 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 and again, I often think when I look from the outside, from my inside to the out, that I over-explain myself. But then there are moments like this where I feel like people don't hear me. Um, I have Asperger's syndrome. I have a very unique wiring. And so you're throwing out questions and comments and context as if I should know who you are. I have no idea who CYB is. You have no face picture. Your name doesn't ring any kind of bell for me. <laughs> okay. So if you if you want to study under me, I, I send me an email. I certainly would appreciate that. Sort of connect the dots in terms of, of who you are and, and your identity, and, and and let's see what we can do um, to sort of move move some things some things forward. Uh, I'm also very literal. I'm also very literal, and now I'm speaking to. Yvonne, if Yvonne is here and listening, if I say I don't understand something, I don't understand. If I say what you're saying ain't registering with me, it's not registering. That's not a game. That's not a social technique like you know what I'm saying. You know, that's not what that is. If I say, if the divine point says that's not making sense, it's not making sense. And, and I'm clueless to what's being projected. And, and, and to then imply that, well, you know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. No, I don't. That's just like the friend who picks up the phone and calls you and, hey, baby, how you doing? You know who this is, right? No, I don't know who this is. And if you call ID, it's blocked. <laughs> And, and I don't know, you know, I, I know I don't know who you are. And you've got all of seven seconds to clarify it before I hang up and move on to the next call. I don't have that wiring. I just don't. And, and things in my mind, 
like a train, and things are in order. There's no train jumping tracks, shifting positions. That I have to stop and clear and reclarify that, and remark my position. And when you receive over 300 phone calls a day, I receive over 300 phone calls a day, a day. So most of them go to the voicemail, and my voicemail is real clear about communicate with me by way of email. There's no way I can piece all of that together. I have people who chat me up in IG. I have people who chat me up in Facebook. I have people who chat me up in, in, in Twitter. Hi, that, that's great. That's nice in the moment. Oh, that's a great post. You know, let's exchange some information. But in terms of study, student, initiate, client, godchild, I don't know who you are in, in StreamYard. I know Oracle Treehouse because Oracle Treehouse been Oracle Treehouse since I met Oracle Treehouse. <laughs> Just like I've been Divine Prince since I showed up online back in 2005. You know, I know her face. I know her name. I know her energy. You know, but... Um, I think people still, you know, I think people underestimate um, my level of not exposing all of all of my business. And again, it's Asperger's. It's not that I'm necessarily being humble, because I promote my shows, watch Atlas of Cursed Places, Tuesday Night on Mac Geo. I promote what I'm doing, Barry World, Don Wildman, the Travel Channel, okay? But, beloved, oh my goodness, I think people want to underestimate how much traffic a guy who's on TV in a city like New Orleans must get. And it would sound arrogant and braggadocious if I started spitting out numbers and spitting them out routinely. Like, I've never told y'all before that I get over 300 calls a day. Some of my clients know that because we've talked about it off air. My mama knows that. My sister knows that. Some of y'all hear my my phone ringing, pinging, dinging, screaming. But but I don't say, hey, you know, I I keep it in the middle. (laughs) You know, I, I keep it, you know, to, to a certain degree of humility, you know, I have people who show up every day. Sometimes I wake up and swing open my shutters and people on my food. It's rum and, and wine and cigars on my food. And I've had people attempt to destroy my lawn furniture and destroy my plants and my pottery at 2 o'clock in the morning because I didn't come out to respond to it. It's never ending. It's never ending. And so it's not personal. It's, it's not personal. It's not aggressive. It's not... I've got even people in this chat, Neil Fife or Core, who do a cultism, People that I talk to several times a week, but 
they can text me or chat me and, and expect me to connect that back to the work. I'm then going to go back to the email and and my notes and, you know, like any organized teacher and figure out where I am in the process. A lot can get lost in, well, you said and I said, particularly in the, in the context of a phone call. So even in that regard, um, I ask my clients, you know, for their readings and divination and consultations to please record. Almost everybody got a smartphone, and, you know, we got all these apps. Record and take notes. Record and take notes. Because I say a lot in the course of of a a consultation. I give a lot in the course of a consultation. Um, And so I, I can't remember that and keep order of that from one moment to the next or one day to the next, except for, save for that which is in our notes. What's that oh do? What oh do are we working? You know, and, and I expect my clients to sort of have that, you know, so that we can unite uh, in the center. Uh, the Goddess Initiative was in grad school. One of her counseling exercises was to listen for 10 minutes without speaking because as counselors, coaches, we are guides, not advice givers, guiding the client to help themselves. That's very powerful. And in spirituality and religion, particularly in voodoo, obia, psychic readers, um, people often come wanting advice. And, uh, again, that's where it gets a little dicey. Uh, If I'm in the confines of a reading, I don't give advice. I only read, say, share what spirit is saying what the ancestors say, what the Orisha are saying. Now, if we're in a personal conversation, that's very different. And even then, you know, friend, family, neighbor, I gauge how much advice I give. You know, your best girlfriend may not necessarily want to hear or receive your best advice. How many of y'all know the man is cheating, seen the man cheating, but, but then you reach that crossroads of, do I tell her and destroy our friendship, you know, or, or, or do I let life take its course and let her find out and, and understand that, you know, on her own? When feelings and emotion and personal relationships get involved, it, it gets really uh, convoluted. Yes, indeed. Let me check my phone line, area code. Eight four five two seven seven nine one four three. If you have a question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your keypad. Key I'll be more than happy to. Greetings, beloved. I'll be more than happy to <clears throat> unmute your mic and bring you in. Thank you, mom. Absolutely. I think I'm a little behind on my chat, so give me a second here. Yes, ma'am. That's absolutely the way that it should be. Now, again, if we're talking about teaching, if we're talking about music, playing the piano, reading sheet music, voodoo, ritual, application, altar, it's a way to do things. It's a way to do things. And if people want to be witchy, be witchy. You don't have to be voodoo. Everybody is not 
for voodoo. And voodoo is not for everybody. But let's be clear. And people can grow and evolve their life paths and their skills and their abilities without voodoo, without awareness of your, your ancestors. It's a lot of work, but it, it indeed can be done. But if we're talking about how to do things, application, there is absolutely a right and a wrong. There's absolutely a way that we have done and continue to do in our traditional to practice and then things that have found their way in, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, expertaneously, <laughs> you know, have found their way in through hoodoo and, and, and wannabe practice practitioners of spirit practice. Um, me and a friend were talking about this yesterday, also this desire to, you know, be the teacher, be the healer, be, be the reader, be the leader when it comes to spirit practice, as opposed to we being willing and able to do our own work, to do our own healing, before we try and then reach out and, and heal and perform for, for the next person. Yes, I appreciate all of you all's questions and comments, uh, particularly in the chat. I, I, I will have to read them out because the people, of course, on Blog Talk Radio um, can't see them. Uh, the goddess initiative says she's not about to argue with anybody, especially on social media. She's quick to say you're right and go on with her day. I'm so there with you. I'm so there with you, and I will see two other people in social media going back and forth. And I might block both of them. I might not even be following, especially in somewhere like Twitter, you know, where you can reshare. And so you might not necessarily be connected to these people, but somebody you're following thought the post was cute or entertaining. I go in there and block everybody attached <laughs> in that post, except for the original poster, and I keep rolling. Now, if the original poster continues on, and it's personal to me, then I might have a private conversation. Shoot up a email. Hey, beloved, what's going on? You know, I noticed a certain response. Is there anything I can do? Can I help? Is something going on? How are you? People don't get asked that enough, particularly women. How are you? What's going on with you? Is there anything that I can do for you today? You know, and then take that approach. And then once that door is not available, um, I keep it moving. Uh, Shamapi says, as your level of certainty and understanding grows, you will be more adapt to allow others to believe as they do without it bothering you. And this is indeed a great exercise for or reason. Voodoo, Yoruba, Akan, we don't proselytize or have that sort of mandate to convert others uh, the way many people interpret the Bible. And even the Bible has, you know, a passage that's very specific about, you know, people preaching on the on the corner, you know, for show and, and to be seen, um, and that not being, you know, an authentic demonstration of, of, of how people should be moving within any uh, religious practice and or tradition. 
I'm not familiar with Schumann residence. Um, it doesn't even sound familiar. Uh, maybe the void we are feeling is due to the height of this resonance rising from uh, Earth. Uh, perhaps, but I've, I've never heard of that. Uh, code is 216. I just wanted to go. I wish I could get paid to travel. I don't like being in one place. Um, now, that's a great comment. Now, code is 216. I don't expect you to type. Don't type. Don't respond. Just hear what I'm saying. I don't know how old you are. Um, but I'm going to say it's not too late. <laughs> I'm going to uh, perceive you to be uh, younger than 30 or maybe right at 30. Um, that, that's an attainable goal. That's an attainable goal. Now, whether it's, you know, as a pilot, as a flight attendant, that might not be the goal. That might not be the way that you get paid to travel. Um, you can create create a career, a job, where you get paid to travel. So you, you have an opportunity to, to change that. You have an opportunity to affect that. The goddess initiative, Jupiter, conjunct Saturn on the winter solstice. This is indeed a very special time. Uh, and, and with all that we're going on with. Uh, J.P. Terrell readings. I grew up in a house where children were seen and not heard. So I never grew up having the opportunity to learn how to argue. <laughs> now that sounds like my house. I grew up in a house where children were seen and slapped in the mouth or hit upside the head uh, with a hard object. So, you know, there was an opportunity to argue. There was an opportunity to have a whole lot of opinion. Uh, there was an opportunity for a whole lot of debate and discussion. Uh, and so I went out into the world in that regard completely completely prepared to be bullied by every, you know, big mouth bully, that, you know, that I would encounter. Um, I learned on the street about battle, about, you know, perceiving the attack, uh, then defending, you know, the, the attack. I, I kind of learned those things on the street. And as I got in, out into, into the real world, I found that people were extremely combative in nature just on appearance. I mean, I could literally just long dread, African voodoo style, just walk into a store, walk into a place, and elicit negative energy from people without ever saying a thing, without, without any argument, without any comment, without any opinion, you know, without any sign language, you know, and elicit the most negative energy about people. And then I have people such as my sister, Wilma Pani, and others around me who made a transition in their life, a conscious spiritual transition. I'm remembering when you were still working, uh, I want to say 911, um, and how people would just come at you, you know, with all manner of, of negative energy based on what you're projecting. Because many of us are projecting an energy that causes others to question who they are, to question where they are 
on their journey, to question what they're doing. So people will see your style, your hair, your, you know, culture, appearance, and feel some kind of way about that. There's also that, you know, those church spirits that still exist in some of y'all who believe you, you know, excommunicated them from your from your psyche, but where that has not been filled in, reprogrammed, or, or replaced, some of those those intuitive responses from that programming will still rise to the surface. And I find that to also um, be a source of great disagreement and, and battle energy in conversation. Uh, one Wapani, my beloved sister, says, most people don't even listen for the other person's perspective. Unfortunately, they don't listen to understand you. They're listening or asking to formulate a reply that validates what they already think or believe. That is a 100% absolute. Absolute. And, and it's a reason I'm about to, about to get in trouble here. It's a reason that I, I, I often will not work with or read other readers. I can't tell you how many people on, on my 800 numbers that I've blocked, deleted, dropped the call. As soon as I got that business title, LLC, as soon as I've seen that, you know, I, I'm a reader, psychic, root worker, what you calling me for? What you here for? And that's where the communication divide happens often for me. Because, again, there is a way to do things in Buddha. It's not random. It's not emotional. It's not, oh, I feel connected to this and a little connected, you know, and let me. That's not Buddha. That's not Buddha. This is a very formula tradition, very formula that's formula with a D on the end. Very formula tradition. Very organized tradition. There's a way that's duplicable, that's repeatable, like science, to apply and get a result and get an application. Let me try a little bit of this and let me try a little bit of that. No, this all feels good and peace and hair grease. That's, that's, oh, it's just not. It's just not. And some of the requests that I'm getting, um, venereal diseases, skin conditions, mental health issues, issues of incarceration and in the justice system, people need result-oriented formulas. People need result-oriented balance. They are, a guy who's looking at 20 years ain't trying to hear, you know, beloved, just sit and wait on spirit. And spirit, they're not not trying to hear that. They're not trying to hear that. And so often as a practitioner, I have to struggle to first get them in that centered spiritual place. But then to apply a formula consistently, accurately, that allows power to rise and demonstrate itself as a part of our reality. It's not witchcraft. It's not 
new age. It's not, oh, I just feel so good, and it, oh, it's just cute, and it smells so, you know, it, it's not. It's not. Uh, thank you, Shamafia. Um, opinions, politics, sports, it, it's just, it's silly. <laughs> and, and, you know, how, to what degree do they add to our liberation? To what degree do they add to our freedom? To what degree do they add to our empowerment? To what degree does it produce the result, the consistent, reliable result that we need to, to address life on life's terms? Because at the end of the day, you know, before I'm going to argue, I'm going to say, is that working for you? How is that working for you? And if you tell me, oh, it's working, uh, hey, you don't need me. Peace and love. You don't need me at that point. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... Who that? Who that? Yes, indeed. I shall, I shall. Oh, the Goddess Initiative doesn't understand arguing about politics and religion either. That's what she meant when she said she was okay with the church. She ain't literally okay with the church, but if you like it, she loved the hell out of it. It's your life, and do you, don't do me. I added, I added a couple extra words. <laughs> I added a few words to your statement, uh, the goddess initiative. <laughs> yes, indeed. Do you, don't do me. Do you, don't do me. Do you, don't do me. It's that simple. I'm not calling you to ask you how to do it. I'm not calling you to help me to understand. So do you, don't do me. But if people are asking me, I've got to give you truth. I've got to give you authentic. I've got to give it to you the way I was taught it. I've got to adhere to to the rules that I already know exist. And I can't play like they don't exist. I can't rework them for money or anything else to appease one over the, over the other. Because at the end of the day, this tradition, these practices will live beyond me. These books and these documentaries will live beyond me. The teaching and the information that I'm passing down will live beyond me. Prayerfully to show up in your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, show up in our, in our community and in our world favorably in our best interest. Yeah, I see uh, CYB. Yeah. The, the chat, I'm a little back behind on the chat. Ah, uh, greetings. Who do we call ism? Yes. Greetings. Oh, Shea, Batala. Yes, today is a white day. Today is a purple day. Oh, this is a blessing. Yes, indeed. Um, the initiative, uh, the goddess initiative. She says, no one ever asks, how am I? Or if they do, can, can they do something for me except her adult daughter uh, when she comes home? Well, you, you definitely raised a great human, a great adult and individual. 
Yeah, truck drivers get paid to travel, but it's not for everyone. And and if you don't organize your time, you don't have that space to enjoy your travels uh, separate from, you know, your work. Ah, teaching English abroad. So listen, y'all, I'm at that point of uh, dehydration. Y'all, y'all see the whiteness of my lips. I, I go through this every day at this time. Greetings, beloved. A hotel rule, beloved. Thank you so much for being present and a part of this sacred space, revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and recipes. We broadcast every day on Facebook, StreamYard, Instagram, uh, YouTube, my Earth campaign, et cetera, et cetera, up at high noon, U.S. Standard Time, every day. So usually I talk for about this amount of time, two hours, sometimes three hours, depending on uh, participation and how we feel and, and who gets involved in the conversation. So I most certainly appreciate you. Uh, you. You look like a new listener and a new participant. I'm not familiar with your name for you. But I'm grateful, um, truly grateful for your I uh, look forward to connecting with each and every one of you again tomorrow at high noon. We have to time here on Blog Talk Radio. I got some really uh, important things I want to share with you. And I look forward to you all meeting me here again in this space. Um, I appreciate you, F. Marie. Email me, beloved, if you if you haven't already, and let's talk about uh, some itinerary and what you might be interested in in looking into. But for now, all is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe o ashe. Lost Talk Radio, I am so, so dehydrated. Like the desert. Congo Square. The Omus Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The almost Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the almost Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places, 
say Congo. We somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies work is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is, hail Congo Square, Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate. A world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat, heart beat, heart beat at this place, at this place. Be heart beat, beat, we beating place in new world space. Beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing, Singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, 
let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate without of us. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, Deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us. To remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now. And still, this sacred ground calls us. To remember, to beat, to be. Beat Congo Square. Be Congo Square. Beat Be Beat Be Remember. Remember.